success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And we have an amazing guest for you. If your life has ever been turned upside down, don't miss this conversation with Candy Lee, communications expert, life coach, and yoga instructor. She was in the aftermath of her divorce and trying to support her three kids when she got laid off, not once but twice from the same company after a 20-year career. All this while she was physically recovering from back surgery and emotionally recovering from her home getting robbed twice. Candy was at her breaking point, devastated, and not sure what to do next. So she literally got in her car and started driving in an attempt to get lost and hopefully finally find herself. Her book, Finding Life in Between takes readers on the ride of her recovery journey. It contains real-life examples of the inner work that we can choose to do to develop the mindset to survive the jolts of life. Oh my gosh, Candy Lee, I am so excited to have you here on the She's Invincible podcast. I have your book right here. Love, love, love this book. Finding life in between. I have to admit, when I when I received it, I was like, wow, the title so powerful. It's kind of like it leaves you wondering, in between what, right? Because we know there's a whole lot going on right now in life. And in between is just so powerful. So welcome, welcome. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world you got where you are today. And what makes you invincible? Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Cami, for having me and for that welcome and introduction. Sometimes when I, I hear people read a little bit about what my experiences have been, I'm like, God, that was me. That that really happened in my life. And I, um, I can't believe it. I can't believe that I, quote unquote, survived it and moved through it and I'm on the other side of it. And um, that whole finding life in between space, that book, that journey, that healing process of writing um, really helped me navigate. And I think the writing part is partially what helped me with my invincibility. Um, so I, I would say, you know, going through all of these different life events that we all go through, understanding and coming to terms with the fact that there really is no arrival that there will always be ups and downs in this life, that everybody's journey, things do happen for a reason, no matter what they are. And really just meditating in that space and coming to acceptance and finding gratitude through it. Those were the things that helped kind of build my invincibility through all of it. 
I love it. So let's tell our listeners where you started in your journey, like in your career journey and how, I mean, you're doing so many great things. You're a coach, you're a yoga instructor, you're now an author, you're a communications expert. Oh my gosh, I love all those things. And you know, I think what is the most powerful is they all are centered around communication, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Each thing that you do and whether it's, you know, communicating with your words in writing or, you know, in your coaching and then of course in yoga, right? We know there's that too. So yeah. So tell us, tell us how that all started and how you evolved. Oh, so it's such an interesting, interesting journey. Um, When I started my corporate career 20 years ago, I basically stumbled into the position. My brother suggested that I go, you know, do apply for this job in this recruiting section. I was like, I don't know if I really want to do it. Well, I popped into that role. They liked me. They hired me. And I just never left. And throughout all of those years, I just remained open to different opportunities and certification opportunities that came up. So they invited me to become a certified coach at one point, which I took on very gladly. I became certified in a change management process, which I just kept learning, right? There there were all of these huge opportunities. I finished graduate school with my master's degree in communications and became a certified mediator through that process. So like you said, it's all these things about communications and psychology that sort of shifted me and kept me reinventing myself on a career path. And like so many of us do, I started to really think about success as it meant a job title, a um, promotion, a corner office, a, you know, climbing the ladder, um, muscling and hustling and, you know, building my 401k and all of, all of those things that are part of corporate culture. And that served me really well for a long time because I loved my job. I felt like I was in my calling and in my purpose. I was working with incredible people and I felt really good about all of that. And things started to shift. I would say maybe it was about 10 years ago. And when life started to happen in a different way, so my kids were, gosh, you know, they were little at that time. They're like nine, seven, and five-ish at that time. And I was traveling a lot for work because I had been reorged into a travel role and it was constantly on the go. Um, I was thinking like, maybe I should dial it back. Maybe I should change things. My marriage started falling apart and that just crumbled me from an internal kind of shame perspective that I wasn't, I wasn't, um, successful in that regard. And as that happened, I feel like my work began to suffer and I started looking for other things that I could do with my life. And I, and I felt like I needed something more. And so instead of meditating on that and thinking about it, I did what I knew I could do, which was be an athlete. So I started playing roller derby and I started, um, you know, it's a big commitment for anybody who's listening, who has played roller derby or knows about it. It is a very big time commitment that did pull me away from my family, but it also gave me legs underneath myself in a way that made me think about life differently. And I say, it was one of like, I say roller derby, say we all say roller derby saved our souls. That's kind of one of the taglines of the derby world. And it, I really think it did. It, it was really important to me to spend time in that space reclaiming my physicality and reclaiming my beginning to reclaim my self-worth. 
but as time progressed, um, my divorce happened. My divorce became final. Um, I kept skating for a while. I had some injuries and some setbacks and all of a sudden I was miserable at work and the company was going through a transformation, which is, was a great thing for everybody who was aligned with that new way. Um, and with a new vision for the company. And for me, I was like, gosh, but I'm kind of stuck in the middle of these two worlds. And a lot of the people that I loved working with were reorged out of the company, if you will, and laid off. And it became this fear in the back of my mind. Like it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. I don't know what to do. Um, am I happy here anymore? As Am I being valued for the gifts that I have and the talents that I have? And that inward kind of that inner dialogue and that realization, um, it, it was really eye-opening for me to realize that I was not happy. I was not in a space where I felt like I was being fully valued. And I think throughout, you know, there's been so many layoffs uh, and job transitions these, this last year with COVID and people stepping out of the workforce. It shakes your identity when there is a change like that. And for me personally, I had my back surgery um, and it was some probably roller derby related injuries, but just, you know, wear and tear on the back and the spine over time. I had this back surgery and on my very first day back to work, I received my layoff paperwork. And so I, I thankfully I knew kind of knew that it was coming, um, but there is nothing like receiving that paper and realizing that this is real 20 years of my life. And what I had expected the next 20 years to be, it's now done. It's gone. What do I do next? And so that kind of journey to that space was filled with ups and downs. Um, but mostly in that moment, I would say I felt shamed, ashamed that I had lost my job. Like I'd failed my family. Uh, it came crashing in that I, you know, my divorce, I, that's a lot of time and a lot of healing. So I still was thinking about that. Like there's failure there. So I've lost my job. I've lost my family. I've lost all these things. And I needed to really shift that into, I'm thankful for the opportunities that I've had. I am thankful that I had the opportunity to be married, that we had a family. I've got these three amazing kids and we have incredible relationships. That's not a failure. That's a, that's a win. We can destigmatize some of that. Um, I'm thankful that I had this 20 year career and learned so much and received so much education and certifications, so many certifications during my, during my tenure, that's a gift. I need to be grateful for that. And I need to be grateful that I had now have the opportunity in my world to choose a new path that serves me and that will allow me to serve others with my gifts and talents too. So that's, that's a little bit about that, that whole journey. Oh my gosh. Well, I love what you said about you know, um, losing your job, uh, was shaking your identity. And that seems to be, you know, I think we're, we're starting to overcome that now after 2020, but because everybody was losing their job, like that was, you know, the way of the world, but isn't it interesting 
that's the only word I can come up with <laughs> that, you know, we attach our identity to not who we are, but to what we do. And that is, that is a pandemic in itself. You know, people, they, they look at their identity as the cars they drive, the homes they live in, the balance in their checkbook, the vacations they take. And you could strip all that away and you are still the most amazing person you ever were without that. And yet too few people realize that. And there, and you know, it's not good because there is so much going on in careers and things right now. And people's identities are being shaken. But I love what you said about being grateful for the opportunity. Like it was that corporate job that prepared you for such a time as this, right? For such a time as to be a communications expert, to be a coach, to be an author. You know, that all of that is if you didn't have that, you would not be prepared for this. Oh my gosh. And I think it's easier said than done, right? I know you'll agree, but wow, you know, to look back at that and think all this time you were being molded and prepared and educated for today. Oh my gosh. It blows my mind. Absolutely. And I do remember I called my sister on that first day. um, Anecdotally, I called my sister when I received my layoff news and I I said to her, I just got laid off. I spent 20 years. What am I going to have to be anywhere on Monday morning? And she said to me, you sound a little manic. (laughs) And I said, I'm really actually very upset and distressed, but I'm also excited. I feel free and I'm not sure where to land right now. It's, it was such a a a weird kind of all of the emotions were coming in. It was an absolute um, cyclical weekend of I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to be fine. Who am I? What do I do? What's my worth? I can do whatever I want to do. I'm going to be fantastic. I don't have any clue how this is going to work. And it took a little while for that cycle to even out. And that's some of my in-between space that I write about and chronicle in the book too. Yeah, which is amazing. And I just loved, loved your book, love the stories. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to get this book today, Finding Life in Between by Candy Lee. So, oh my gosh, I know like, you know, with communications being your thing, um, I love, love, love your topic about stories being your superpower. I am obsessed with storytelling. I love to tell stories. I love to listen to stories. Um, So let's talk a little bit about that. So your narratives are handed down, right? Narratives are tribal. These are the stories that we tell that we know from history have been handed down through generations. And that's something that some we, we lose in today's culture. We don't always take the time to share our stories. And sometimes it's expensive to share our stories if you actually want to become a published author. Like there's a whole process to go through. Um, but for anybody who is interested or finding that it's on their heart to write, I would encourage you all, if you're hearing this today, write, like get out that blank piece of paper and take 10 minutes or 15 minutes a day. If it's on your heart and just start writing because your, your story really is your superpower. And there's, there's three kind of journal prompts that I wanted to share about, um, what people can think about, because sometimes really facing that blank piece of paper is the hardest thing to do. And so when you're thinking about telling your story and what is your narrative, there's the first journal prompt that I would have for you is um, talk about your initiation into life. 
And somebody gave this prompt to me and, uh, and obviously I'm passing it on to you, but when my coach and I were talking about this, it was, what was your initiation in, into life? When did you decide to be here and decide to live this life to its fullest? And I thought, gosh, it was probably during some of the darkest points of my divorce where I decided that I wanted to be here and live for my kids and live for myself and, and, you know, be fully present. And that coach said to me, no, before that, before, when did you choose to be in this life? And I had to really spend some time thinking about it and reaching back. And I remembered that when I was probably eight or nine years old, we used to, we grew up in the country. We'd go out to the lakes in the summertime and go swimming all the time. Now, sometimes without life jackets and sometimes without parents. And this is, it, it was, you know, a long time ago. And I remember one time jumping off the raft out in the middle of the lake and I was a pretty good swimmer, but for anybody who's been swimming in lakes, you know, the lakes are dark. And I was so far down underneath that I couldn't tell which way was up anymore. And my brain in that moment literally was like, you are going to drown. Like just prepare yourself, brain, brain, you're done shutting down. That's all. There is no more breath. Your breath is used up. You don't know which way to swim. And in that silence of my brain, after that message was relayed to my body, something inside of me literally said, no kick just kick. You will go the right way. Just kick. And without any air left in my lungs, you know, that burning sensation that you have when you're under the water and your air is gone, I kicked and I kicked. And all of a sudden I was at the top of the water and I thought, Oh my God, my soul decided in that moment that I was here to live. My soul was the one that said to me, you are initiated into this life. You are here for a reason. Now pursue it. And when I shared that, my coach was like, now you're getting somewhere. That's it. Like, that's it. So I would encourage people as they're journaling, you know, think back or ask your parents. If you have a, a relationship with your parents um, that where you can ask about situations when you were a child, my parents told me that I was born um, not only with the RH factor that was at odds with my mother's, but I was born with the cord around my neck. And so with that in mind too, I'm like, I guess I've been initiated into being a, a warrior, a strong woman and a survivor um, from literally my first breath on. And there's reason to that. There's purpose in that. And it may not be clear today, but that's an important thing to remember in why your story is your superpower. So that's journal prompt number one is all about initiation. I love that. Oh my gosh. Oh. So should we go to number two? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is the second of the third, and this one is all about what are your experiences, your life experiences. And what I mean by that is you can be like, of course I have life experiences. I would say, think about every year of your life starting, you know, starting this year, I am, I'm 44 years old. So at age 44, here's something that's impactful and happened to me and then work backwards and fill all of those experiences in back to age one, if you can, or if somebody has told you a story about when you were two, you did this and fill it in and go back, take all the time that you need to do this, do a little bit every day. Like I said, 15 minutes every day. Otherwise, sometimes it seems overwhelming. Fill in the gaps by talking into people in your life. And then as you go back and look at those, think about what are the common threads. So when I go back and I think about all the experiences of my life 
travel is a huge piece. Um, I I've shared with you, Cami, I love solo travel. I love traveling by myself. I love uh, traveling with um, people who are like-minded, um, who are kind of free spirited, go with the flow. And that has served me really well to have many, many experiences, but that didn't just start in my adult world. That started when I was 17 and my high school did its first, it was a small high school, did its first ever Mexico trip. And I was like, I'm going like, I'm, I have to go on this. And the year after that, um, I had had a dream since I was a kid, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids grow up, really girls want to grow up to get married and talk about getting married. And I remember having conversations about that with my friends and thinking, I don't, I just want to go to Japan. Like, I, I don't want a big dress. I don't want to, I just want to see another culture. And I, but I would always say, oh yeah, like white dress will be great because I was denying that part of myself. But my senior year in high school, there was an opportunity to sign up to be selected for a cultural exchange to Japan. Well, doggone it. I was like, I'm signing up for that. I have to go do that. And once you start really digging back into your life and seeing what those common threads are in your experiences, you can start to weave that as part of your superpower, part of your purpose. It's part of your calling. Those, those common threads are not accidents. They are all callings. And so it's important to take the time to really think about that when you're writing your story, whether it's for yourself or you plan to release it to the world as well. Um, and then the, you ready for the third? I'm ready. This is so good. <laughs> so thank you. So the third, the third piece is a little bit different and it's, um, it's about shifting your mindset and I like to call it awakening. And so the, I'm going to invite everybody who's listening into thinking about things a little bit differently now. And we've touched on, you know, what is your purpose in listening to your soul, but it's almost as if what is the awakening of realizing that your mind and your body and your spirit, your soul, are separate, but connected to be you. And this is something to spend some time meditating on, journaling about. Um, and I would invite you to consider that your brain, as we know it, science tells us that our brains are malleable. Our, our um, neurons fire our, across the synapses to create the paths that they have to create our memories and the way that we go about life. That is changeable based on the information that you have and the information that you continually put into your brain. And you can do that through meditation. You can do that through learning. You can do that through growth. So every time you upgrade your operating system, which is your brain, it shifts the way you approach life. And this is why gratitude journaling is important to raise your vibration and to attract good things into your life, because you are constantly rewiring your brain with that to focus on what are the things that we can be grateful for in this world. So when we have that and we can position our brain as a tool that we're using, as an operating system that we are going to continuously upgrade, we can start to think about our soul as the real, our divine inside. Some people call it the Holy Spirit, spark, you know, the universe call, telling you what it, what's inside of you. Whatever you decide to call that, that is who you are. That is your divine essence. That is your being. And when we calm the operating system or turn it down a little bit in the volume, we can start really listening to what that divine calling is inside of us. And then start thinking about what is the experience that our soul wants this body to have on this planet. And for me, this vessel that carries my divine being around this body is here to travel. This body is here to have adventures. And this body is here to help relay the messages around the importance of processing our own stories 
and then sharing them either, whether it's just with ourselves, with friends or with the world. And that's part of what I do when I help my clients too, is to work through what is your superpower? What is your calling? Can we silence the mind long enough to tap into that true calling and then step out in authenticity and share that the way that you want to share it? Oh my gosh. So I, I actually wrote notes, even though I know this is recorded, I get to listen to it a million times, but I love what you just said about silencing your mind. Oh my gosh. I mean, even like if you're in the car alone or in the shower or taking a walk, like all of a sudden your brain is like, okay, now I have your attention. Right. And all these things come to you. I love, love, love that process of just silencing your mind and everything. Oh, it's almost like the theory of slowing down so you can speed up. Right. Like when you, yes, when you silence that, then all, all productivity starts. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, these are three amazing tips. I love, love, love all of what you said, but the initiation and like, even just asking those questions, like, how did I come into the world? We don't really talk about that. Uh, But just, you know, you're right. It started a way back before we even have memory and it continues. And I have to be honest, when you were saying like you're 44 and that this is, this was a time when you started to think like, that's when you decide to live. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking, Oh, it was like about a year ago. (laughs) So, so just walking through that process was really amazing and helpful. Good, good. I'm so glad. And I, I would just encourage everybody take some time, grab a notebook, Put it by your bedside and and literally 10 to 15 minutes a day will help you really tap into what your superpowers are for this life. Uh, For sure. Oh my gosh. So, and just for our listeners, uh, all Candy's information will be in the show notes. Uh, That's how you can get her book. We'll have that in there, a link to get that. But Candy, let's give them like a one minute reader's digest uh, story about what are they going to hear in your book? Because curiosity always kills the cat, right? So yeah, let's tell them one or two minutes, like what, just give them the synopsis. Okay. So uh, when I decided to write Finding Life in Between, it was going to be a completely different book. I was planning to go on a journey and tell the stories of others. And really what I wrote was what I, when I silenced my mind, it was what I was compelled to write. And that is the true and authentic journey of the ups and downs of my life and how I found gratitude along the way. And I've been, a friend of mine said, it's really about a journey to worthy. It's a journey to finding your own self-worth along the way. And what you'll find inside, I call it examples of inner work, because sometimes we say, oh, you have to do your shadow work or you have to do your inner work. What does that look like? This is what it looks like for me. This actually was inner dialogue that said, you know, in my divorce process, what if this, what if, you know, what if I'm never loved again? Am I doing life right? Um, Does this all really matter? What is my purpose? How do I make this happen? And then, you know, other things where I've talked to girlfriends of mine where they were experiencing similar things, talking about, um, and there's some really raw moments in there, as you know, um, about, I mean, there's some trigger triggering items that are, that are in there. But talking with my girlfriends about some of those experiences, and I'm like, why have we never discussed this? When we discuss the maybe assaults along the way, or when we discuss, um, you know, my girlfriend and I talked about losing our virginity and 
and uh, maybe it wasn't like all butterflies and glitter and you know your foot pulls up behind you as the magic of the first kiss happens like we we actually talked about how it wasn't so great and I'm like oh my god why didn't why didn't we discuss this because it just eliminates the shame it pulls back the veil and it allows us to really contemplate and think about hey I'm not alone on this journey this is, these are things that I don't have to be ashamed of or afraid of because they're a part of my story. I can just own them and keep moving forward. And so when you open up the book, you will be invited into that conversation and into that dialogue. And my hope is that anybody who reads it knows that they are not alone in this journey and that we are all connected and we are better when we can all stand in our truth. Oh, I love that. What that was such a great summary too, because it's exactly what I read and experienced as I read your book. So I love that. Okay. So, and here was one more thing I wanted to say uh, and ask you about is, as you said, about uh, being alone or lonely. Uh, what is it about traveling alone that you love so much? Because I know, you know, women out there, some people would never think of that. Like, that's too scary. So let's talk a little bit about that, because that's just a different mind shift for, you know, that we could share. So I will share that the first time that I traveled internationally alone, I was supposed to travel with a friend and she had to cancel for some unforeseen reasons at the last minute. And I was in a panic. Do I go? Do I not go? I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. Our plan was to fly into Dublin and then go to England um, to visit a friend of mine that was a foreign exchange student here in college. And we had reconnected through the power of Facebook and social media. So I was going to actually, we were going to go to her 40th birthday party. And so this was, you know, four or five years ago. And then my friend canceled on me and I thought, well, I can't, I can't do this by myself. I can't go. I'm going to get lost. I, I don't know. And then I was like, no, you can do this. And you love to travel. There's no reason why you can't, right? We have phones, we have access to everything we need. So while I was there, I think the big, I was still scared. The first time I was still scared, but the biggest shift for me was that it was, I think my first night that I was just in Dublin by myself. And I thought, I'm going to go to a pub. I'm going to have my first ever Guinness in Dublin because I'd never had one before. And I'm going to show up and enjoy this conversation with people. This is pre-COVID, right? So we can go to the pub and just talk. And I'm going to turn off my phone. And for this brief time, I nobody knows where I am. I am only a speck of dust in this universe. And I can just be. I don't have to do. I can just be. And that like, being a human being instead of a human doing became a really important shift for me in that moment. And all of a sudden I felt like this world of adventure opened up for me. And so now I love to go just explore new places, meet new people, hear their stories. Um, I, when I go places, people wind up just telling me their stories, which I love. I, I just love talking with people and connecting with them and hearing about their, their families, their journeys, the highs and the lows. There's, you know, oftentimes I'll end up you know, in tears with somebody over something that they've shared. And I find that when you explore that in different places, um, it, it's inspiring. It gives you perspective. And also the time alone gives you the opportunity to contemplate and do some of that inner work that is important for all of us to do. So those are, those are kind of the, the things I love the most. 
Oh, I love that. That's a great story. And, and so as you're saying that, I'm wondering if your friend hadn't canceled, would you ha- have this desire? You know, would you not having that experience? Would you have just boldly gone out and been like, I'm going to travel by myself? Yeah, I, I don't know, but I just keep thinking all things happen for a reason. And so, yes. you know, it, everything unfolded exactly the way it needed to, to get to where we are today. I love that. That is so awesome. Okay. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. Yes. You can find me at my website, which is candylee.com, C-A-N-D-Y-L-E-I-G-H.com. And if you are interested in um, checking out my book, you can go to findinglifeinbetween.com. Awesome. And we'll have those links in the show notes. So if you're listening right now, just click the show notes. Everything will be there. And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. Well, this has been amazing. What a great conversation. Uh, And, you know, I'm not surprised that you said that you find people will just sit down and tell you their story. I think that's the high vibe that comes with being a communications expert, right? It's like, it's almost like you're attracting that, like, "Ah, it's safe. Come on in. Tell me your story. I'm here for it. So I love that. Well, now we are going to do the second part of what we promise our listeners. You know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners we're going to bring fierce female entrepreneurs. We're going to share their expert zone of genius and give them tips that they can use right now that can enhance their life or their business or both. Uh, But we also promise to let them in behind the scenes to pull back the curtain. You know, the Candy Lee that I'm sitting in front of today is not the same Candy Lee that journeyed to this place. But unfortunately, women are constantly comparing themselves and they see you and you're confident and you're courageous and you're beautiful and you're brilliant. And they, when they're comparing themselves, they're coming up short. And since we haven't been able to get them to stop comparing themselves, I decided it'd be a good idea just to let them in and share who that other candy was, who was the one. You see, it's all about the the journey, not the destination. You get to the destination and you're like, that's all there is. But when when you're journeying, you're like, wow, this is so rich, right? So we're talking about the journey. So let's start with the good. Let's share with our listeners a story about the good part of your life and journey. I, I love this. The good, the bad, and the ugly is it's so just juicy and rich and important to tap into. So I'm so glad that you do this. Um, I would say that the good for me right now in this space is being at peace with my definition of success. And that has shifted and it is all about finding balance. And it wasn't until I had that surgery, that back surgery mentioned earlier, and I was forced to fully stop 
that I realized how much I had been trying to force my way through life in order to achieve someone else's definition of success that I had adopted for myself. And once I stopped and slowed down and now, you know, that in that journey to today, so it's almost two years that since I've had that surgery right now, success for me is all about balance. It's about being present and it's about honoring my body. And yes, finances are important. Yes. I still work for money because we need money as an energetic exchange to survive in the society. There's no lie about that. There's no joke. Um, but for me, it's not about that corner office anymore or about the promotion. It's about doing something that I feel valued. One of your previous guests mentioned like using joy as your compass. And I was like, that is exactly what it needs to be. And I need to be in a space where there is joy and high vibration and balance and presence. And if I'm not feeling that, then I need to step back and reassess. And it's okay to shift through that. So that is, that is what is so good right now is um, being fully aligned to that new definition of success. I love that. And that's so current, right? That's in real time because that just was a shift that happened over the last few years and you're enjoying that today. Okay. Well, now we're going to take a turn. We have to talk about the bad. I know, you know, we don't talk about the bad because we dwell on it. We talk about the bad so that we hope that other people will learn from it, right? And that they will be encouraged by it. So let's let's tell them something bad. That's good. That's bad, right? <laughs> right. So, so I, I, what I want to share is if, if you do read my book, um, I should say when you read my book, when you pick it up and when you take a look at it, um, there are things in there that are bad experiences that I think we all can learn from. Um, but one thing that I will share with your listeners that again is a real-time piece of information is that being an entrepreneur is and can be exhausting and overwhelming. And this is where I, very realistically during the month of February, some family things occurred that really pulled my attention in a different direction. And it, it ex exhausted and drained me to the point where I had to kind of shut down and step away for a few days. Now, the good part about this bad thing was that I didn't have to seek permission or get approval or worry about a boss. But what I had to do was honor that I needed time to recuperate and I needed for my body to rest and to not stress out about getting all my social media done or booking new clients or, you know, any of all the promo stuff that I'm expected to do. Nope. Pause, pump the brakes. I need to rest. And so there is the reality is that when you are your own boss or your own company, you are the marketing department, the HR department, the CEO, the financial guru, and everybody, the tech person and everything in between. And you have to really honor yourself when you need a break. And so I spent a few days doing nothing. I was absolutely exhausted. I laid in bed for two of those days. I, you know, my back gets triggered sometimes to post-surgery. And I, I need to say to myself, am I feeling balanced? Am I feeling healthy? Am I feeling joy? And am I feeling good? And if I can't say yes to those things, I have to dial back. So it's, it's important, I think, for everybody to know that it's not all just what you see on social media. It's not just, you know, the, the great stuff that happens. It is great. And we have to honor ourselves in the low points, too. I love that. Oh, love yourself first, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, we're going there. Yeah. Ugly. Tell them something ugly that you've had to overcome. So one of the things that I do write about in my book is um, 
it touches on depression and my diagnosis of acute stress disorder, which is similar to PTSD. And I think what I want to talk about in the ugliness of that is that there's no shame in any mental health diagnosis at all. It's really about making sure that you have the proper to support. But the ugly for me was when I was in the middle of my divorce and I mentioned that shame, that pain and shame. And I really was thinking if my kids have to go back and forth, maybe it's better if I'm not in their life. And and it's when that darkness and those dark thoughts begin to settle in. I mean, the thoughts are there for a reason. I, and I needed to take them, right, use them for what they were, and then go on to the next step. But some of the ugly was that it took me a lot of time to manage those thoughts. And, and I think that that's something also we don't necessarily talk about. We always say we're fine. I'm good. Um, I can, I can be okay. And, and then when people do help us, sometimes they say, well, let me know what you need. And when, for me, when I was in a depressed, depressed state, the last thing I could do was come up with any ideas for ways to tell people how to help me. And what brought me out of that was a friend, um, well, my therapist, first of all, who I love. And I think that everybody should have a therapist um, in their life that they can count on somebody and find the right one, find the right therapist for you. Um, But then a friend who checked in on me daily. And she said to me, and I mentioned her in the book too. And she would say things like, girl, there's sunshine after the storm. She'd be like, you're going to start seeing pockets of sunshine pretty soon. And then all of a sudden the whole sky will be full of sunshine. And I, I was like, I, I can't see that. And then all of a sudden, little things started happening where I could see that. But it was her her everyday call, every morning, knowing that I could count on her to just be there. And even if we sat in silence for a minute on the phone and she'd be like, okay, have a good day, bye. <laughs> or we would sit and we would, and she'd listen to me cry, or I'd be like, I I have I had some good news, right? Like all of these things, that consistent presence um, helped to pull me out of that ugly, ugly, depressed really bad mental state. Um, And so I would encourage listeners today that if you have somebody who's going through a trying time in their life, just show up for them. And it's, you don't necessarily have to do or be or change anything, but just even to check in and say, Hey, how's it going is sometimes a lifesaver for people. That's amazing. And what a gift to have a friend like that. She probably had no idea how much that really did mean to you until after, but wow. And I always say that, say your friend is someone who learns your song so she can sing it back to you when you can't sing it. And that's what she did for you. I have goosebumps. That's exactly it. That is exactly, exactly. Yes. It was like, you needed to hear that there was going to be sunshine. That was your music. And she sang that to you until, until it became a real thing again. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. And before we go, I have one last question. Since we've had all this talk about travel and solo travel, right? Um, What's on your list? Like what is on the top of your like, life isn't going to be complete until I take this trip? Oh gosh. I, I, right now in this moment, um, I am called to say Greece. I, um, I love the pictures that I see that, um, I'm in a a travel sort of a holistic group of of light workers and healers, and we share our dreams and aspirations. And somebody just put in a picture of Greece and I was like, Oh gosh, I'm so compelled. That's beautiful, beautiful sunrise, sunset, the water. Um, 
So at some point I need to go there and I, I write best when I travel. And so now that COVID is hopefully going to be alleviated with the vaccine, maybe it will be safer and it'll be time to go. Oh, that sounds amazing. I haven't been there either. So well, let's go. Let's yes. Go. Wait, but aren't you going solo? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You go first. Well, it has been so great to have you with us today. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your just all of the, the realness in your stories and just you're so authentic. And I love how you share that so that you can help others. So just one more time, I want to remind everyone grab Candy's book. You won't want to miss it. Finding Life in Between by this amazing author, Candy Lee. And to our listeners today, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl, get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.